beautiful Ashland, Oregon. I am Pleiadian Emissary of Light, Caroline Ra. Thank you all for joining me today. Welcome to Spirit of the Dawn. Do you spend a lot of time in your mind, overworking your brain, thinking through feelings, thinking through decisions, thinking through relationships, thinking through life? I know that my tendency is to process my experience in my brain. Recently, I received the latest release from my guest today, Shai Tubali. His book, Unlocking the Seven Secret Powers of the Heart, A Practical Guide to Living in Trust and Love, takes us on a heart-centered and empowering journey. Today, we'll be discussing with Shai how we have learned to protect our hearts and rely on our brains without an awareness of the powers and skills within our own hearts. We'll also be discussing how to strengthen these skills with simple meditations and exercises contained in the book and how to open our heart through basic heart activation. Shai Tabali is an expert in chakra kundalini and a teacher of personal transformation. Born in Israel, he now resides in Berlin where he co-manages the Human Greatness Center dedicated to the realization of the greatest human potential at all levels physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. He is the author of over 20 books, including Wake Up World, The Seven Wisdoms of Life, and The Seven Chakra Personality Types. Shai weaves his wisdom and philosophy through all that he does. I am delighted to welcome Shai Diwali to Spirit of the Dawn. Shai, thank you so much for being here with us today. With great joy. I'm, I'm really delighted to, to be here. Oh, it's such a delight. I am wondering, have you been interested in personal transforma transformation and spirituality from a young age? How did you embark on this path? I would say that, that, it, that, uh, that it was a young age, uh, at least relatively speaking. I, I think, uh, I, think I, I started uh, at the age of, uh, of uh, 20 or 21. And uh, and uh, I don't think I was I was I completely knew what what it was that I was searching for. Uh, it was uh, it was just uh, uh, some kind of uh, of uh, strange attraction to to Zen Buddhism and uh, and uh, those uh, Zen stories and uh, allegories and. Uh, and uh, also some wish to, to be relieved of, uh, of social fears that I used to have. And, and that was it. And then, and then I started reading books. And then from uh, reading books, I, I went, to, went on to, to study transcendental meditation. And then there was one evening in which uh, the, the transcendental meditation teacher uh, mentioned the word enlightenment spiritual enlightenment and that, that that was the moment when when time stopped and I asked him wait, wait, wait a minute could you please repeat what, what what was that word that you was just mentioning and he said briefly enlightenment is is a state in which you experience a unity with the with the entire cosmos and and as soon as I heard that I knew that this was what I was searching for and that that was basically the the, the moment of ignition. <laughs> well, that's a beautiful story. Um, now you've developed your philosophy so much. Can you share what your philosophy is? How you work with your students and your clients? Hmm. Yes. Well, it, the philosophy is uh, is uh, is pretty broad, but but I would but I, but it's very important to to try to summarize it. Uh, it is pretty broad, bit because because I consider it very significant to to uh, awaken as uh, as a whole human being and not just uh, in the in the upper realms of uh, of uh, of our uh, spirit. So, but but if if I uh, if I summarize it, it would be uh, the the awakening of of um, of our deepest um, 
what I call the deepest human enlightenment. It's, uh, it, means, uh, it means that, uh, that we, are, uh, we are not just awakening as spirits, but we're actually awakening as, uh, as, uh, as uh, human beings. And that, what I teach is always meeting uh, at, at the heart. Uh, you see, because uh, in terms of chakra structure, there are three lower chakras and three upper chakras. The heart is just at the center. And uh, that means that, that it unites all, all, our, uh, um, all our parts and is, uh, is the perfect meeting point in which, uh, in which the secret of our humanness as well as our divinity uh, can be revealed. So, so that's, uh, that is why I guess uh, also uh, this book is, uh, um, is uh, the treasure chest, uh, the, the, the one that, that holds the, the innermost teaching. It's interesting. I have the book right here. It's, it's a very beautiful book, Unlocking mm -hmm. the Seven Secret Powers of the Heart. It's a small, powerful book. It's really interesting. How did you develop these heart-centered teachings? How did I develop, uh, do you mean by... Uh, um, did they come to you through, uh, through your own personal inner knowing? Did they come, to, you know, how, what was your experience in becoming uh, able to write a book like this? Where did you gain your wisdom? Two sources, I would say. One, one is personal, and it's always, uh, it, uh, you know, everything that we're teaching uh, comes from a personal experience. Uh, the, if, if, uh, several years ago, I, there was the, I experienced some kind of, uh, of uh, uh, breakup from, uh, from, uh, from a partner. That, uh, it, it was a very, very long and persistent and, and profound relationship, and one day it was over. And uh, and um, and in my experience, I thought that it seemed like the, like the end of the world, and uh, and it, it was it was followed with uh, by disappointment and uh, and uh, heartbrokenness. But then, at at a certain point in 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 the midst of that, in the midst of that of that pain, I I suddenly realized that that uh, that I could actually remain with my heart open. And it was it was a sort of a, 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 a very powerful moment of enlightenment because then I realized that, that at that very moment I could I could forgive I could expand my heart and uh, and I could I could love and uh, and instead of ache and uh, at that very moment uh, the heart revealed its its enormous power. Uh, instead of instead of feeling weak, instead of feeling a victim, uh, the heart could contain the entire experience and transcend it, and that was that was uh, like tapping into into uh, the the source of of, of universal love, and uh, and I united with it. So 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 that that was a, a very personal moment in which I realized that heart was power. You see. Because before that, it, 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 didn't, it didn't make much sense that, uh, that, uh, that, that love could be so powerful. Love seemed always uh, like a very delicate flower. And, and that be began to, uh, to resonate in me uh, the more I, I observed in, in people who, who came to me uh, throughout the years when I... I I began to realize that, that the more they connected uh, with their heart, the more fragile they became. They felt, uh, they felt sensitive, they became hypersensitive, like, like they couldn't handle life, that, uh, that uh, they couldn't handle harsh environments. And, uh, and that, was a, 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 that became a, a sort of a question in me. Uh, can the heart be a source of power rather than a source of, of weakening and, uh, and hypersensitivity? And that, that, that was uh, uh, also a shift in my teaching when I realized that, uh, that, that forgiveness, love, 
and uh, and and love as a motivation also that replaces willpower and ambition all that could be actually the greatest source of power a human being could ever find and luckily i have many uh, inspiring figures that uh, to to support my claim like martin luther king jr or mother teresa or rumi so so it's not it's not so uh, so unimaginable and yet when most people connect to it they they begin to feel this uh, uh, as if they need to as if they ex expose their innermost their most delicate flower within and therefore they also need to protect it you see <laughs> now i i totally understand because i feel i'm i would definitely fit the description of someone who protects her heart. You, you <laughs> mentioned in the book about the shoulders coming forward and I notice yeah. I do that and I go, now I understand why I do that. Now I understand why I developed that uh, tendency or, or habit to do that. And uh, so, uh, yeah, there is so much to discuss. Um, <laughs> the, the book is set up with, uh, wisdom and, and action points. There's, there's, there's exercises to do. Yes. There's a transformation that you take the reader through. Um, yes. and that's so important. And one of the basic parts of it is the basic heart activation, which is an opening of the heart. And, uh, let's discuss what that is. Yeah, that, that's that's actually. If there was one practice that uh, that I I would recommend uh, uh, on a daily basis, uh, uh, in a way uh, forever until it becomes an an, an established state in in, in human beings, that would be the the one. And it's actually very simple because you see, sometimes when people say let's connect to the heart, it feels it seems so abstract, like like the heart is some kind of uh, of I don't know. Uh, an unknowable uh, inner source that, that, we, that we connect to uh, through feeling. And in this practice, uh, I recommend people to begin to connect with the heart physically. And, uh, and since, since the heart uh, and also the heart chakra uh, is, is uh, actually responds very uh, quickly to attention. And, and I'm talking about physical attention. So this practice is basically allowing the, the center of gravity to, to shift from the head area to, to the chest area. It's, it's really a, a, because usually we focus our energy on, on the head. Obviously, uh, uh, this is where our eyes are and ears and and mouth and the, so so these these are our uh, central ways of communication with the world. Now, instead, the recommendation is to simply allow the the energy of the the the, the place from which we communicate with the world uh, to become to become our chest area, and to imagine as if our chest is our new head. This is where we have we have now our ears, our eyes, and and the way the the place from which we speak. So, for that we could even imagine the the head disappearing as if as if there is a, there is only space replacing <laughs> uh, the, the the head and beginning to to look at everything from the chest and. The thing is that as soon as we, we do that, everything changes because, because we, cannot, um, we cannot be angry when we, uh, or we cannot feel uh, separate or, and we cannot feel um, that, we, um, that we are uh, alienated from, uh, from others and from the world. It immediately evokes a sense of, of intimacy, closeness, and, uh, and, and such a soft and warm perception of everything. Shai, do you recommend people do this while we're still lying in bed or as a separate, we wake up and now do this? How, how is it most effective in your experience? 
most effective is when is actually when we uh, uh, walk on the street and uh, and look at everything because that integrates our experience rather than uh, then keeping us in a, in some ster sterile environment you see but of course when we begin to practice it in order to establish it it's better to to do it uh, by sitting in a, in a, in a sort of a relaxed meditative posture uh, I, I could recommend, by the way, there is a, there, uh, I have on YouTube uh, this meditation guided by me uh, for 20 minutes and it's, it's called the basic heart activation. And, and to, to just let this guidance uh, uh, work on us and, uh, and prepare us for, for centering in our heart, uh, uh, in real life, uh, that, that, that could be a very good beginning point. That sounds excellent. Now the book, the focus of the book is the seven secret powers. And I was hoping we could go through the different powers because they're actually surprising and I learned a lot. And um, it's, it's very interesting. Our first secret power, um, is heart wisdom. Shai, what is heart wisdom? Mm -hmm. Well, heart wisdom is, uh, is, is a, actually an extremely important concept because, because usually when we look for some kind of clarity or some kind of, uh, of confidence and we begin to, to, to search for it within our mind, all we get is contradictory thoughts. Thoughts always come as in pairs, you see. <laughs> it's, it's always one thought with its opposite. And then when we begin to, to search for clarity, we actually uh, achieve a, a great deal of confusion um, because we don't really know through the mind. We can only um, uh, think through our minds and, uh, and uh, we can, of course, uh, collect information and we can collect so, uh, what we can call knowledge, but when it comes to knowing that cannot be affected or damaged by doubt, for that we, uh, we must have a, a very different place of, 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 uh, of knowing. And, and here uh, we actually have much more knowing than we think. Um, every time we have a certain experience, uh, our heart uh, extricates from that, from that experience a sort of, of, of deeper wisdom, something that cannot be, uh, cannot be contradicted by thought. It's, uh, it, it has no relationship with doubts and with, uh, with, with our confusions. And also, there we have a sort of knowing that, that has nothing to do with experience, that comes prior to experience. For example, some, some may have this knowing that, that they are uh, a soul in a human form. Some have this knowing that, uh, that, uh, that love is the only thing that matter, matters. And, and we can, when we begin to ask ourselves, what do we know? Not what we think, what do we think, but what do we know deep within ourselves? Then we can slowly gather a long list of, of, of such uh, 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 knowing that, uh, that could be used uh, whenever we are confused. You see, whenever we are confused, we can return to that, to that point of knowing to, uh, to be free from, from our doubts and our, and our contradictions. That's why I'm recommending here in this, uh, in this chapter to create what I call a book of knowing. It's really like buying a notebook, a beautiful notebook, and begin to write every day or, or every now and then one sentence that I know without a doubt, that cannot be taken away from me. And these things, statements that cannot be, could never be taken away from us, they are only, can only be related to our heart, which is directly related to our soul. I, I could give just one, one very uh, tangible uh, example. It is when we watch movies, 
and uh, or read books and uh, and they and they contain certain statements and then we we burst into uh, um, into tears we we uh, we we cry because our heart recognizes some deeper truth that it already knows so as soon as we have that that those tears we must rush to our to the to this notebook and write this sentence what do what did we know what did we, did our heart recognize because those state, statements they are they are connected to our uh, innermost being <laughs> wow that's so beautiful heart wisdom that was our secret power number one the second secret power is vulnerability how can vulnerability be a power? I'm very curious. Can you share with us? Yeah, well, that, that, that's uh, connected a bit uh, to, uh, to what we, we, we said uh, at, the, at the very beginning. Um, many people think that, uh, that what makes them stronger is to toughen up. You see, because, because we, we live in a world that, that, that is full of sometimes violence, hostility, negativity, and, uh, and, and people think that, that since their heart is so tender, they need to wall it up and make sure that, uh, that, that nothing can, could enter. And, uh, and then they, they begin to replace uh, their cent the center of their being with their mind and with their ambition, willpower, and uh, and and uh, what we consider strength, our the strength of our individuality. The reality is that the more people do that, uh, choose this strategy, they actually become more vulnerable, and uh, they become so vulnerable that that uh, that uh, every insult. Every small insult, every harsh word could, could shake them completely. They're, and they're, and they, they, they become unable to contain even small negative energy, uh, uh, small negative moments. So this, this secret power tells us that when we keep our heart open, we actually cannot become, uh, cannot get hurt and cannot, cannot uh, uh, become wounded even. You see, because whenever we became wounded, whenever we got hurt, was actually when we tried to, to prevent our heart from, from feeling the pain. But when we open our heart completely, unconditionally, we are shocked to realize that we could never get hurt. And that's my, my own reality, my own experience. I never close my heart. It's uh, it's uh, it's permanently uh, and uh, all-heartedly <laughs> uh, open to any kind of experience. And whenever something uh, something uh, what you could call something negative comes my way, I only open my heart even more. And wow. and when the heart is open, nothing could enter it. The heart immediately transforms that that energy. Right. And instead of reacting to things that happen in uh, and making things worse, which is exactly. <laughs> I tend to do. <laughs> okay. um, wow. We are up to our secret power number three. <laughs> yes. Freedom yes. through forgiveness. This is a fascinating chapter. It really was. And it talks about um, how events from our past hold us back and that through forgiveness, we get freedom from that. Um, let's talk about that. It's fascinating. I, I always, I always uh, use, and also in, the, in this chapter, uh, the, the, the fascinating example of, uh, of uh, uh, a marvelous woman called uh, Eva Mendes Kaur. She, she, she died a few years ago. She, 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 was, uh, uh, she, she lived in the, in the, in the U.S. And, uh, and she was a Holocaust survivor. Now I, I really admire this type of of, uh, of people uh, that uh, that that manage not only to 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 survive such an experience. She she was in Auschwitz, 
and uh, and she was a part of the the uh, the uh, Joseph Mengele uh, experiments, and uh, and together with her sister. Now, when she when she uh, uh, she she got uh, quite quite old. She realized that that she remained a, 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 a hostage of of her own of her own uh, past experience. She she remained a prisoner of Auschwitz, and then she realized that the only way she could ever uh, free herself from the past was by a complete, profound forgiveness. And and why do I love this? This example, it is because if she could forgive, then uh, who who are we to 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 remain uh, to, to 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 hold grudge when it comes to such uh, small uh, acts of forgiveness? So this amazing woman actually came to to the to the trial of uh, the bookkeeper of Auschwitz. He was already very old. He also died, and she came to him. She approached him, and kissed him, and hugged him, and told him, "I forgive you. I forgive you and all the other Nazis." Now, as soon as you say that, as soon as you can say that, immediately your heart becomes so much bigger than the Nazi. You see what Nazi could could uh, could affect you when you are able to forgive them. So she said at that, at that moment, she, she was no longer a prisoner of Auschwitz. She, go, she was released from, from the ghosts of the past. And, uh, and this is basically, this story holds the entire uh, message of that, of that secret power. When you forgive, for, you become stronger, not weaker. You don't lose <laughs> because our mind tells, tells us when you forgive, you are, you are a loser because, because now you both got hurt by, by that victimizer and you also forgave. So what, what is left for you? You have nothing. But what is left for you is finally being able to love yourself because when you forgive, you you are so gorgeous you see you you cannot you cannot resist loving yourself because because you've done something that your heart loves the most wow thank you for sharing that beautiful story and for including it in the book it's so powerful and so important and uh teaches us all something really beautiful wow uh our fourth secret is the ability to love. This seems so simple. Maybe for me it's simple because I have a large capacity to love that's not an issue with me. Um, so talk to us about the ability to love. What, what is that like? Because I can't even imagine not being able to love. Talk, let's talk about that. First of all, I'm, I'm, you are blessed to 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 be able to uh, to experience that. That is wonderful. Uh, the, I, I will tell you, the the this this secret power uh, is a response to to many people's feeling that that before uh, they could ever love, they first need to love themselves, and uh, and also that before they could ever love, they first need to 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 heal. And uh, and uh, and to go through a sort of a journey, and, and uh, everyone or many people have this in their imagination that one day in which they will be finally able to love, and and it's always tomorrow. Tomorrow they will open their heart. Tomorrow they will be, become givers. And uh, and until then they they are they they relate to life more through the receiving part. And sometimes also through the taking, I need, I need first, first love me. And that is one of the biggest illusions uh, that concern our, uh, the, the capacities of our heart, because the heart uh, can love right here, right now, without, with no preparation. It doesn't need a journey of self-healing. And I know that is sometimes shocking because people can't even conceive that, 
They say, of course, first I need to heal. I am wounded. But this, it's like parallel lines, you see. Of course, they, of course people who got wounded need to, to heal themselves. That I don't reject. But this has nothing to do with what I call our heart's abundance. When we, uh, when we contact the, the, the innermost and the truest nature of our heart, we realize that, that it, it's exploding with the very emotions that we're hoping to, to receive from our environment. We have inside, inside of us this, this love that we, we're so much hoping to, to feel. And when we, when we say, I hope to, f- to feel love, I actually me- we actually mean, I hope to finally tap into love within myself, within myself. So that is, that is a, a, a what this chapter is all about. And, 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 uh, and it also contains practices to tap into this uh, heart's abundance that is, we can, we, we know it from, for example, when we are, I don't know, very tired and very drained and suddenly our child needs us or our dog needs us or our client needs us. And even if we are in an emotional turmoil, we can find in us the, uh, the, that, that, that power to love at that at that moment, that, that, that capacity to give. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Our fifth secret power is the one I'm working on the most, uh, emotional <laughs> transformation. <laughs> okay, so it's emotional transformation. And um, yes, this is the one I'm working on. So I think a lot of people are. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Yes, yes, of course, emotional because because uh, uh, many people find it uh, find their their emotions overwhelming. They, they when they experience emotions, they experience that that their emotions uh, uh, take over because that they are they are always bigger and uh, and uh, and uncontainable. But uh, uh, here is a here is a very uh, interesting point about the heart. The heart. Is a, is a magnetic force, and uh, it is a magnetic force and also a transformer. And this is uh, here we deal almost with uh, with the secret uh, of alchemy. And if you um, place yourself within the chest and uh, and begin to 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 uh, allow this magnetic force. Um, you realize that because, because the heart contains love, which is the, the strongest power of the, in, in the universe, something that nothing could ever resist, what happens is that, is that any emotion that, that you feel in your body that, that, uh, that, that, that feels overwhelming, the heart literally sucks it into it and, uh, and, and transforms it into 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 warmth into beauty into appreciation compassion and love so the whole thing is to is to simply uh, again shift the center of attention to the chest and to and to allow the heart to the rest because the heart does it pretty naturally and also automatically it just uh, you you can say it feeds it feeds on, on, on our lower emotions. It feeds on our contractions because uh, it, it, it simply guides our emotions uh, to, to where they really belong. And our emotions are really happy to be consumed by love. This is what we discover through that secret. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> That's beautiful. Our sixth secret power of the heart is empowerment without limits. And it sounds amazing. What does it mean and how can we experience that? <laughs> yes. Um, this, is my, this is personally my favorite one. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> if I could choose. And, uh, and it is... 
it basically says that uh, that our uh, that that love is not only a feeling but it it is also the uh, the the very basic drive that that could that could make us do anything in life it is it is important because because when we ask people why do you do what what we, what you do why do you for example wake up in the morning why do you even wash the dishes why do you go to work why do we uh, have this interview then we could give many reasons uh, ma- uh, the major reasons are of course uh, uh, will ambition a certain a certain goal that, that we have and sometimes it's simply an automatic um, action that we don't know for example I wake up in the morning because I'm just alive and uh, <laughs> and that's that's what that's what I do but when you begin to, to tap into uh, into the love of the heart as, as your own very own first cause then you you realize that 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 you have a, a, a an infinite source of of energy and motivation to do anything and here it's a very simple practice try one one day to wash your to do, to wash the dishes and to to tell yourself i'm doing this because i love or i do this out of love and as soon as and, and as soon as you you uh, you simply utter even this simple statement your heart immediately communicates with the first cause of the of the of the universe why something came out of nothing because you know we we could always ask ourselves why did god bring forth this this universe why why and of course the, the, we don't have a real why like a logical one it's 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 something that could only be explained with this elusive word love there was love was the first cause and and when we when we say i wake up this morning because i love or because of love that changes everything and personally i do anything everything out of out of love and because of love not because of ambition not because of willpower and, and not even to achieve something and that, that's that's something that i found uh, as as an endless driving force i and, and it's enough for a whole life <laughs> i i love that i really love that in many ways in terms of my own work you know doing it for love and not to like um accomplish something but doing it as an expression of love that i feel and i, I also can, have i can definitely see that i i have a tremendous stack of dirty dishes that i'm going to apply love to um <laughs> this afternoon also so definitely going to test it out on the dishes um uh, <laughs> okay um are we up to the seventh secret power which is so important to me it's what i teach as a spiritual teacher is so important is loving yourself and that of course is loving yourself unconditionally yes um, which is so such a new concept to so many people they don't know that they can or that they're allowed to and they they split themselves apart into the part they like and the part they don't like exactly. so let's talk about loving ourselves unconditionally that, that's that, that's I think one of the the hardest things for people to do and uh, and uh, um, this is uh, because there is a split and the, and the split is within the mind when when we say I can't accept myself or I hate myself or I don't like myself we we need to be very suspicious suspicious about this sentence you see because what what does it even mean I can't accept myself you see one of them must be uh, an illusion <laughs> one of them must be not me the real me and the, and it's always this i at the very beginning of the sentence and when we begin to ask ourselves what is this i that that splits us that divides us that alienates us from ourselves 
we realize that it's just all kinds of all voices uh, of voices uh, of society and and comparisons that that we uh, that uh, that we have assimilated. We simply keep comparing ourselves to some uh, uh, imaginary beings, believing that we should have been like them. So this this eye is completely false. But what is important to understand here is that the mind could never uh, do this. Uh, the mind could never uh, allow us to accept ourselves. It is by by its very nature this split, and therefore we need to 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 again move to the heart, where we realize that 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 in the heart. The I doesn't exist. There is only myself, and and myself is actually a very warm and intimate and unified uh, feeling within the heart. And there, there, there is actually not much question of uh, of uh, of of self acceptance. It's over, uh, and the heart's mantra in this in this context is "I am myself." You see. And and this, I am myself basically states, I am exactly as God made me or as nature made me, and and I I cannot help it. That's the, that's uh, the the perfect imperfect uh, creation of nature or of the divine, and it's it's a natural design just like uh, zebras. Or, or elephants, you see, nobody ever expects zebras to become elephants and the other way around. But for some reason, our mind tells us that we should become either elephants or zebras. So this is madness, but, but you could only realize that, that this is madness when you, when you sink into the heart. Right, um, the desire to be an elephant when we're a zebra or the reverse is always experiencing lack, like something's not, not right. And we're always in, in that needy place and place of lack. And, uh, doesn't really, we don't get out of it and it's not, we can't get anywhere in that state. Exactly. Exactly. The, the mind imagines that, that we could actually be something else. That's, that's a, a, a hallucination. You see, because, because we, we cannot, be anything besides ourselves. And, and, and it's so simple. <laughs> and it's fun too when we get there. It's, it's a fun place to be. It really is. Yes. Wow. So, okay, we have lots more to talk about, but we have just, <laughs> we have just uh, here is the lovely book that Shai has written. It's Unlocking the Seven Secret Powers of the Heart, A Practical Guide to Living in Trust and Love. It, it, you know, it seems like it would make a great gift and, you know, buy one for yourself, get one for someone else. It seems like <laughs> it's, you know, um, just the perfect, uh, I wish I'd gotten that as a gift years ago, but you hadn't written it yet. So, <laughs> um, now you live in Berlin, which must be a fascinating city. Um, really interesting place to be. And you have co-created the Human Greatness Center. Can you tell us what your work in Berlin is like, what you do there? Yes, of course. Uh, the, the, uh, the Human Greatness Center is, uh, is a center that, uh, that uh, deals with, uh, with Eastern philosophy combined with, uh, with Western philosophy. And... Um, and it tries to respond to, to, to what I believe is our, is our current need, which is, again, human enlightenment. Because, because I, I don't feel that, that spirituality as we know it uh, uh, can, uh, can really uh, solve uh, the most burning human problems. You see, because I'm meeting, I've, I've met so many people uh, throughout the years, and, and many of them, don't seem to be able to even when they 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 manage to tap into very high states of consciousness and uh, and meditation they don't know how to be humans now my my principle is that is that we are meant as humans for greatness there is such such a thing called human greatness 
So, so the center is dedicated completely to to um, to extricating that that hidden greatness as as humans, and that of course is done uh, on many levels. It is uh, it is uh, through spiritual transformation, emotional transformation, and uh, and uh, and um, therapy, spiritual therapy, physical uh, transformation. And uh, and so much more. It's 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 an integral center, essentially. That's lovely. Um, okay, you've written many books. Yes. But you <laughs> you wrote and directed a film this year. Yes. After the future is the title, yes. I believe. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, um, I'm totally into this. I really need to know about the film. <laughs> Well, it's first of all, it's a, uh, currently it is uh, it is um, uh, introduced in uh, in, uh, in uh, several festivals. It is uh, it is uh, um, it is a festival uh, film um, at the moment, and uh, and this is a, a science fiction film, a thirty-four minutes uh, uh, science fiction film, which was uh, actually my uh, my wild attempt at, uh, at expressing myself also artistically because you see as, as a spiritual teacher i'm uh, i'm uh, ex expected obviously to to provide people with answers but art and this is what i love about art and also science and science fiction in particular uh, is meant to provoke questions and to and to and to um um, make us uh, think and uh, and consider the, the the complexity of our existence. So so this this story is uh, is uh, is an imagined future, not a, 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 what we can call a, a near future, um, in which and who knows perhaps this could happen one day in which uh, one scientist, one molecular biologist. Reveals that that uh, that uh, in this uh, what we, what used to be called the, the junk DNA, which is uh, which is most of of the of uh, it's it's the unknowable part of our DNA. We have actually our entire uh, life uh, from beginning to end presented, which means that we we don't really have a free choice. And that uh, we uh, it is it, it can be known exactly when we are going to die, how we are going to die, when we are going to fall in love, when we are going to break up, and uh, and the story is, revolves around one one young man who who knows that that he, he has only one week left to live, and he needs to come to terms with this and to ask him, himself if he knows that can he escape this this fate can he uh, somehow uh, uh, encode him, his dna in a different way can he can he transcend his dna so it's so it's this is um, a philo half philosophical half a uh, spiritual question wow i love it what language did you do it in english it's in English. Great. Yes. Okay. Because my German's not very good. Okay. <laughs> Mine too. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Though I did try to learn German. So um, tell us, uh, Shai, what your current projects on. What are you working on? What is there another book going on or what's, what's happening in, the, in your future? Well, yes, I, I, this might come as a surprise. Uh, I'm actually uh, uh, in October uh, entering a, a university as a researcher. Wow. Yes, I'm going to, to research and that, that maybe uh, uh, that in a way uh, corresponds with my uh, latest creation, which, which was the movie. Um, I'm going to research the uh, the the science fiction films and uh, and the way uh, they conceal uh, philosophical uh, statements about the meaning of life and uh, and uh, and uh, the nature of humanness 
Oh, I love that topic. Yeah. Now, my son's a filmmaker, so I, I, okay. I know that world. And uh, you'll find in science fiction and also in the world of anime, you'll find so many, um, so much interesting, they cover so much interesting territory in a, in a way that seems entertaining, but it's, it's all there. And that's why I think people love those genres very much so. Exactly. Okay. Wow. This is amazing. <laughs> We have had an especially delightful time today with spiritual teacher Shai Tubale discussing his latest release, Unlocking the Secret Powers of the Heart. I invite you to visit Shai's beautiful website in English language. It is s-h-a-i-t-u-b-a-l-i.com slash en slash home. And then you're, there you can learn more about Shai's work and his many offerings, including the basic heart activation is also there also, include and also at your YouTube channel. Uh, Shai, I am hoping that you can share some closing words of wisdom with us today in addition to all the lovely words of wisdom that you've already shared. Well, yes, I'm, um, I will still relate that to, to the heart, uh, if, if I may. And, uh, and I, I just want to quote one, one sentence from a, from a movie. Here we again uh, uh, relate to that, uh, a movie uh, called Adaptation. It's, uh, it's a movie by, uh, by Spike, Spike Jones and, uh, and, uh, and it's, uh, it's one of my favorite movies. And in that movie, um, there is one moment in which the, the hero says, you are what you love not what loves you. And this is, this is a, su such a profound statement because, because we always uh, connect, uh, connect love with, uh, with uh, a, cer a certain need, with a certain expectation to be loved. And we, we rarely realize that, that our need to love is actually our need to, to experience ourselves as sources of love. So this this sentence is uh, is is what I I would like to uh, us to to have as a, as a closing statement. You are what you love, not what loves you. When you love, that that is your true identity. You are the source of that experience. Love is uh, is an experience of yourself as a source. Wow, thank you. That was extremely beautiful. Shai, thank you so much for joining with us on Spirit of the Dawn today. Thank you. That was wonderful. Thank you. Deep gratitude to Brian, Zach, and Synergy for the use of their song, Embrace the Change. I thank all of you for joining with us today and invite you to visit spiritofthedawn.com for more inspirational interviews. Sending love from my heart to yours. I am the Pleiadian Emissary of Life, Caroline. 